Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. <clears throat> um, guys, there's a wonderful quote that says, love first and then do what you want. Right? Love first and then do what you want. What do they mean by that? Well, it's in related to relationships, but also to God, right? If you love the person that you're with, then you're not going to do anything intentional to hurt them. Why? Because love first. Love is what governs your actions, right? And so whenever you apply that to God, it's the same way. Um, if we love God with all of our heart, mind, strength, and so we love God first, then do what you want. Well, then that means I'm not going to go and break any of the commandments. Why? Because I love God. It's rooted in love, right? I bring that up because of this first reading today. Um, it's kind of confusing. I had to read it a few times. Um, but basically, this is St. Paul is speaking, and, um, and he speaks about the confidence they have in Jesus Christ. And he says that they were not qualified to take credit for anything that comes from us, right? But that the Holy Spirit has equipped them. And I love that image because so many times we think that we have to be qualified to do God's will. I've got to be a certified catechist in order to teach catechism. I've got to, you know, go to theology before I can lead any Bible studies. Um, while there's certain truths to that, it's not absolutely necessary for you to give your testimony about who Jesus is. It's not absolutely necessary for you to lead people to Jesus Christ to have a doctrinal uh, certificate behind my name. Why? Because God doesn't choose the qualified. He qualifies the chosen, right? If He chooses you, He's going to qualify you. And the Holy Spirit will instruct, right? That's what happened to the apostles. What happened to St. Paul? I mean, my gosh, St. Paul was a phenomenal Jew and a leader and letter of the law. Um, but man, whenever he had his conversion to Christ, he didn't go to seminary. He went off for three years into the desert and prayed. And the Holy Spirit instructed him. Right? And then he came out. We, a lot of times we don't realize that about St. Paul. We seem to think that, oh, he had his conversion and boom, he just started preaching. No. He prepared for over three years. Right? Didn't go out and bring the gospel to anybody quite yet. All right, so God qualifies them. He chooses them and qualifies. But he speaks of the letter of the law. I think this is interesting. He says, <clears throat> he says that the letter of the law um, brings death, but the Spirit gives life. Right? And he speaks about the ministry of death. That's so weird to think, right? The ministry of death, and he's referring, it's equal to the law, the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments, so the ministry of death. I'm like, wow, that's kind of weird. Um, is carved in stones, which was glorious, that the children of Israel could not even look intently at the face of Moses. But they had to cover his face. That must have been weird. I mean, imagine whenever Moses came down from the, from the, from the mountain, he was holding the Ten Commandments, he was radiant with God's grace. So much so that Israel, the Israelites, couldn't even look at him. They had to say, dude, like, you know, give me some shades or put a bag on your face. One of the two because I can't look at you. Right? It wasn't because Moses was ugly that they put a bag over his face. It was because he was radiant. So radiant with God's glory that they couldn't even look at him. Isn't that cool? And so that's what Paul is saying. He said, if the letter of the law, the ministry of death, is so beautiful that Moses had to hide his face, how much more is the ministry of the Spirit, right? Why does he call it the ministry of death? Well, because if we break them, it's a spiritual death that takes place, right? Um, but it's also um, really cool because if we love God, 
we're going to follow the commandments. The commandments are there in place in those moments where love fails. So it's kind of like the bumper pads they put at bowling alleys, right? I mean, the idea was that you bowl a perfect strike, but they got the bumper pads just in case, right? So you could say that's the two, the two uh, commandment uh, tablets, right? The left and the right, the two tablets. So they're there when love fails, right? So whenever your neighbor really ticks you off and your dog, their dog has done stuff in your yard again and they didn't pick it up, and you just want to go and strangle them? Yeah. Love might fail there, but the commandment goes, thou shalt not kill. So don't go do it. Right? So you've got those. And that's what, that's what Paul is saying. Like, the fulfillment of the law is love. That's what Paul's getting at. Right? So when I love God perfectly, I'm going to follow the commandments. And basically you don't need them because you love. That's what he's getting at. So if the commandments were so glorious, Moses had to hit his face. How much more glorious is those who are in love? And you can always tell when somebody's in love, can't you? You can look at somebody, even if they're together, a husband and wife or a little couple that are together, you can look at them and you can say, man, they are so in love. And they didn't have to say a word. You just look at them and they're precious. And it's not because of how much they're hanging on each other. There's something about them that you can tell that they're in love. You can do that with people who love the Lord also. You can look at them and you can see there's something different about them. Well, what is it? It's the spirit of love that's alive and flamed within their hearts, right? And, uh, and how many times do people do that? They come to you and they can't look at you in the eyes, right? It's almost as if, like Moses, the Israelites couldn't look at him. Whenever someone's in love, fire with God's love, many times they won't look at you. They just kind of keep their head down. Same posture, right? But whenever someone's in love, there's no problem looking at people in the eyes because they know that love is given and love is responded and love is received and love is just a back and forth deal, right? So there is no judgment in love, but love calls us higher, right? So it calls us so high that we don't need those, the laws because we've been fulfilled in love. So today, think about that. In what areas of my life um, do I need to ask the Holy Spirit to perfect me in love, right? When, what are those areas where I might bump, you know, into the commandments. And they're keeping me in line. That's awesome. Boom, I just ran into a little bit. Whoa, but the Lord says don't do it. So boom, I'm back on I'm back on track, right? So let's ask the Lord to perfect us in love because we all need it. I need it and you need it, right? We all do. If we're in relationship with God, with Jesus, with Mary and the saints, we all need to have our heart um, kind of straightened up sometimes so we can lead through a ministry of love. Amen?